conducting another test. We are testing this phone, microphone, from this distance. Here. Now? Doing a test right now. Yes. Okay. We're doing a test. Immediately. Immediately. Okay. Well, I think test is over. about why we started this podcast you know generally the three of us get together monthly as one does Mm -hmm. uh, for our council meetings Mm -hmm. and based on the demand of the masses uh, overwhelming overwhelming demand of the masses uh, we decided to record these meetings for your benefit Uh, so yeah, and so generally we're going to talk about a plethora of things, anything that uh, tickles our fancy, mm-hmm. and that could be debating random topics, yes. as one does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be answering y'all's questions that you send to the podcast. Uh, these could be uh, anything from uh, uh, questions on life, uh, advice, uh, you know. Anything, anything else to add, guys? Our wisdom is boundless and cannot be measured in depth. So ask anything you need. Anything. Within reason. Within reason. Yes. And once again, I think, you know, that goes back to the gift that we're giving. Bestowing our knowledge upon others. Right. Because we're, it is in such high demand. We're basically so. Santa the year-round. Right. Yes. The year-round version. Free presents. But for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Santa wishes, honestly. He does. Yeah. yeah, he aspires. Yeah. What a nerd. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So join us as we release weekly episodes. Uh, that is our goal. Uh, and again, if you would like to submit questions to our podcast, uh, feel free to send those uh, at two Jedi and a Sith at gmail This question comes from one of our listeners who asks, What is the best apple? In particular, what is the best North Carolina apple? Uh, Possibly throwing. Yes. Uh, That's about it. Mm. That's about it. Mm. Wouldn't even give it to a worm. Mm. Mm. I like that. Mm -hmm. So this this is actually a topic I'm very passionate about because I'm very particular about my apples. So I actually have somewhat of a reputation uh, in college that every day I eat an apple. So every day with my lunch, when I pack my lunch, I bring an apple every day. It's uh, Does it keep the doctor away? You know, I have been on very few doctor visits, um, you know, which could just be because it's so dang expensive oh, here in true. America, you know. Can I get and an I'm amen like... on that? <laughs> amen, brother. Can I get an uh, amen on that? Yes. So, I mean, I, I do seem to have a fairly good immune system. You know, so I don't give the doctor much. So maybe there's some truth in that. However, I think it's um, mainly because you know I don't eat the healthiest. Some may say, so I may some may uh, accuse me of that. Um, and so the apple is kind of a way for me to escape that, make me feel like I'm being healthy. It's like a it's like a filter. Yes, exactly. So like you know, one apple cancels out three slices of pizza, okay. which was my lunch today actually. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I, so I'm very passionate about my apples. So I'm a big 
the apple has to be crisp. Like, no soft apples around here. Mm-hmm. If that thing's mushy, I'll take one bite, spit it out, right. throw the rest of the apple away. No mealy. No, 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 no mealy, no, mushy apple. No. no. Le- leave that for apple I'm sauce. offended. Yes. Honestly, just leave that for the worms, man. Yeah. Just like, leave it for the worms. Don't even... Yep. Humans shouldn't have to deal with that. No, no sir. So, so it's got to be crisp, mm-hmm. and obviously it's got to have some flavor. It's got to be mm-hmm. sweet. It doesn't have to be overwhelmingly sweet. And honestly, I love it when it's sweet but has just the slightest amount of tartness. Mm-hmm. I don't like Granny Smith apples just because mm-hmm. they're a little too tart for me. Not mm-hmm. enough sweet. But, so after saying all of that, I'm going to say my number one apple got to be the Honeycrisp. Mm. Good old honey. Solid. Crisp. That's solid. a solid choice. So, a and solid in choice. particular, we talked about North Carolina apples. Mm-hmm. So there is a orchard in near the Brushy Mountains, mountains mm. of North Carolina, called Perry Low Orchards. And I will say, they have the best honey crisp apple I've ever eaten in my life. So it's high praised. Wow. But and it's good because one of my roommates lives somewhat near that area, so mm-hmm. sometimes he will surprise me. Mm-hmm. Stop by there on the way back bring back a bag of honey crisp apples i would say honey crisp is probably top of my list mm-hmm. um however i'm a big fan of free apples so if i'm just given an apple oh that is my favorite apple sure time, so. sure mm-hmm. I, I mean my thoughts on apples are like y'all i i want one that is sweet yet not too sweet mm-hmm. uh the crispiness is obviously a big factor yes uh but i you know isaac i had the same thoughts of you on the Red Delicious growing up in elementary school when you go to the apple farm as one does for their field trip. You are given typically three apples. Uh, Granny Smith, Yellow Delicious, and Red Delicious. Those are the big three. Yes. As one apple producer told me. Unholy Trinity. Honestly. Uh, Unholy yeah. Trinity. Honestly. Yes. Uh, and of that Unholy Trinity, Red Delicious is the most evil. Uh, clearly. Mm. But... Granny Smith was always my favorite of those three growing up. I loved the tart. Uh, but I did try a Red Delicious, not in the grocery store, straight out of an orchard. Mm-hmm. It looked nothing like a Red Delicious I've ever seen in a store. It was smaller, a lot less elongated and shiny. And I mm-hmm. asked the producer, I was like, okay, so why does this look so much different than what you're telling me a Red Delicious looks like in a grocery store? And they said, well, they actually spray compounds on the Red Delicious apple uh, to elongate the apple because that's what the consumer has expected it to look like. Yes. So a Red Delicious apple is actually, like in the orchard, is a completely different looking apple than it is in the grocery store, what you pick up and look at and buy. Like a monster apple. Honestly. It's like a Frankenstein apple. Well, thankfully, we don't have opinions on apples here, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty neutral, as you can see. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. Um, yeah. Like how you both were dispassionate about your apples. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. So, and normally, um, I usually have a big stigma against like yellow apples because I've always mm. grown up with the golden delicious. Mm. And I'm like, that's that's not good. No. However, just the other day, I tried a new variety of apple from uh, one of our professors here that does apple research, and uh, it was called. Crunch a bunch. Crunch a bunch. Yeah. That's it was crunchy. Yeah. And sweet. And mm-hmm. I ate a bunch of it. I was gonna say you had a bunch. So I did have yeah. a bunch. So uh lives up to the name. You know. Couldn't have just one bite. So mm-hmm. Lay's potato chips with apples. Exactly. Yeah. Can't have just one. Except uh Lay's, you know, it's like mostly air. So Right. 
half air. Yeah. It's half chew. Yeah. You know another good apple, speaking of new apples, have you all heard of Rave? It's a new apple on the market. I have not tried it. It is a club apple out of Washington. And it is like brand spanking new. They're just now trialing it in North Carolina. And yours truly knows, you know, has an inside inside scoop and was able to try one of Rave. And it was delicious. It makes Honeycrisp, the crispiness factor, look like child's play. So it's like, what I'm hearing is it's crispier. Crispy. Right, right. See, I'm wanting an apple to like fracture my jaw when I get into it. Right, yes. Like a rock. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Like like a rock. So if that, I may have a new favorite. Yeah. If I get to try that. Well, be on the... See what all the raves about. Yeah, see what... Oh! Oh! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're not... To be clear, listeners, we are not sponsored by uh, Rave. And no, we're not affiliated um, with Rave we, at um, all. We're not that big yet. We will yes. accept sponsorship. Now, Ra- those that own Rave, uh, I hope you are listening to the podcast. Yeah. Because we will gladly accept your money. Yeah. Feel free to send some samples too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. All about mm-hmm. apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. That was a good question. That was a very good question. So it comes to another of our favorite segments uh, that we do on this podcast, and that is known as Isaac's Rants. So without further ado, let's hear Isaac rant. Listen, i got a lot of opinions, so today we're going to deal with probably my best rant and hobby, uh, road rage, specifically traffic and dealing with traffic. Normally, I just like to go on a diatribe, but I actually wrote a poem while sitting in traffic many moons ago, and I would like to share this poem with you all now. The poem is titled, My Courtship of Traffic by Isaac Lewis. If traffic were a person, a beautiful being whose existence was the reason for gridlock, like a fairy casting magic on so many roads and highways, the source of long lines of brake lights, slow-moving speeds, and hopeless idleness, I would find traffic and introduce myself. I ask traffic about its interests, listen, stare deeply into traffic's eyes, and make it smile. I walk with traffic hand in hand on crisp autumn days and hot summer evenings. We drive to the outer banks, find a spot on the beach, and watch the sunset over crashing waves angry honks and frozen lines of cars, all with livid drivers screaming, echo in the streets behind us. Traffic and I vacation together, talk of cohabitating, and traffic leaves a toothbrush and spare clothes at my apartment. Saturdays are for dinner and movies as we snuggle on the couch. Traffic always falls asleep during the movie, and I can only chuckle and shake my head. This goes on and on, a much-loved routine. I secretly shop for a ring, then I propose marriage. Traffic, wiping away joyous tears, says yes. I'm over the moon, I scream. On our wedding day, I grin as we exchange our vows and look out over a full room of friends and family as traffic and I pledge undying love and commitment. 
We honeymoon in a cabin deep in mountain splendor, overlooking rolling hills and a forest that flows to the horizon. After a long day of wedded bliss, we retire to our bed and traffic falls asleep, peaceful and content. Wide-eyed and smiling, I look over traffic's sleeping figure. My hands tighten around the cotton fabric and I proceed to smother traffic with my pillow. Traffic fights, fierce for a moment, but my steely resolve cannot be deterred. Flashbacks fill my mind and cloud my vision. In my vehicle, I'm surrounded by a wasteland of steel, cars stretching out of sight to the front and behind me, and my hands turn pale from the grip on my steering wheel. My white knuckles still grasp the pillow. I am shaking from the memories returned to the moment now, still covering the face of traffic who has long stopped thrashing. I carry traffic's limp body out to a field to a shiny wood chipper and fire that thing right up. I toss traffic into the chipper's hungry mouth and pink mist scatters over moonlit grass and weeds. And once the deed is done, I set the field ablaze, watching righteous flames devour traffic and all it ever was. I walk away and sleep peacefully for the rest of my days. That is, that is okay. excellent. That was beautiful. Um, I loved, I loved the plot twist. Mm. I was, mm. I was not expecting that because mm. there was a point I was shaking because I was containing my laughter. Mm. And, um. I was angry that day that I wrote this. <laughs> mm. I was angry. I, I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. But, uh, I'm glad you clarified. Oh, mm. good. Okay, good. Um, but, no sir, honestly, that was, um, it was beautiful. Well, very well crafted. And, and, um, well, being around uh, an area where there are, we'll call them younger drivers, uh, it just fuels that rage. Mm, uh, because mm. uh, some people, their last priority when in a car is driving. Mm. And, um, you know, when I was a kid, I thought it would be cool. Like, oh, you know, if I had machine guns on my car, like the Batmobile. But now I'm getting quotes. Because, <laughs> you know, if you could just saw a truck in half and just mm. go right through, that'd be, oh, mm. that would make the commute mm. so much easier. And really, really help with my anxiety. And may I say, mm. I love the conniving part of this poem, which mm. is that you court oh, traffic. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you eagerly enter traffic's life. Oh, yeah. yes. And then when it comes down to it, when mm -hmm. it's the right opportunity, you strike. Oh, yes. Mm. It's a long con, really, is what it yeah. is. You, yeah. You got to plan this out. Yeah. You know. And honestly, you, I mean, you set it up beautifully. I'm mm. like, wow. Does he actually like traffic? I know. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah, I was I like, mean, he does. He sounds like he loves traffic oh, very much. He oh, does. Yeah. But in, in the end, mm. betrayal. Traffic is a fool. Is what traffic is. is a fool. Mm -hmm. Yes. <sighs> oh, thank you for allowing me to express that today. <laughs> no, that was... I'm glad you were here to share. Okay. Yeah. To be a Isaac, I, that is the point of Isaac's very, rant. That was very cathartic. Yeah. Do you feel better now? I do. It's good. I'm a little angry. Because yeah. I know traffic is still alive. So let me ask you mm. this, yes. Isaac. Yes. What is your uh, traffic story that brings you the most, like when you think back on it, you're like, your hatred mm. of traffic is expressed such that you like brought yourself to smother it with a pillow? So, ma so many things. Um, but the, tr the incident that sparked this was... Um, there's an area in North Carolina called Kannapolis. The mm, whole mm. city is dead to me because mm. on Interstate 85, when I'm going to visit family, mm. um, 
always a traffic jam. And then mm. one day someone decided, oh, uh, let's just wreck five or six cars. Mm. And I was like, okay. And I consulted, uh, you know, I always, when I'm driving, rely heavily on God and Google Maps. Mm -hmm. And that day I was like, why am I sitting here? And Google said, there's, there's trouble brewing up ahead. Mm. So what was typically a three hour drive had me taking back roads and what have you to about a six hour drive. Mm. And that was the day that I penned this poem and decided if ever possible, I will murder traffic. Mm. Mm. You know, yes. I, don't think, I don't think anybody would uh, hold anything against you if you were to do that, Isaac. Oh, I, I, no, the world yes. would be a better place if Isaac, mm. um, if Isaac had murdered traffic. I feel like life. no jury would ever convict me. No. Even no. if they had video footage. Yeah. No. I feel like we don't see that. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what about you, Ethan? Do you have a interesting traffic story that you'd like to share? <sighs> Nothing is coming out to me at the moment. Um, which I will say I'm I typically am very bad about like on the spot like thinking of stories mm -hmm. and stuff, but so oh. so it's night while I'm sleeping in my bed. That will the be traffic story will come yeah. to me and I'll be like, this would have been great um, a few hours ago. Yeah. Um, I, I am told I do have road rage, which that's, yeah. mm. I disagree. Uh, there was one time where I was driving home, um, well, back to Raleigh from Western North Carolina, and it was uh, snowing, really slushy snow, you know, where it's just, it's like a, it's like a white slushy. Mm -hmm. And it was also thundering and lightning just outside of Asheville. And people were uh, being cautious in their driving, and that did anger me because I was like, "We have to. The world is clearly ending in this area. Mm. We need to go faster to get away from it." And people were being, quote, cautious, and I was mildly livid at that. Mm. And I realized maybe, maybe I have a problem. Then I realized it was everyone else who is yeah, the problem. Of course, mm. clearly, yeah. yeah. So that was a good freeing moment to just let the hate flow through me. Well, and I've, I've, I've experienced something similar to that when I go back home, because I'm from a very uh, rural area, mm -hmm. much like both of you, and we just got a new uh, traffic circle oh. installed. Mm. Um, and so, obviously, living in the big city, we're used to traffic circles, you know? Mm -hmm. um, back home, um, traffic circles don't really exist. And so I'm used to, you know, I know how to drive through them, you know, with the right-of-ways and all that, all that good stuff. Well, back home, they do not. And so within... Uh, Within a week of it being completely done, um, there was an 18-wheeler that overturned in the middle of the traffic circle. Wow. And then about a week later, it happened again with an 18-wheeler. <laughs> so, so I now am like, wow, I did not know this was an um, important uh, soft skill mm. to have in life, you know, mm. to be able to navigate traffic circles. I don't know. The, a sudden appearance of a circle, that can, that can mess with that you. That will mess with I you. I mean, well, like, they probably thought it was like, you know, uh, what's the thing? Uh, oh, crop circles? Crop circles. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. what they thought. They you know, probably, the guy was probably screaming, this is an ass yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is an asphalt crop circle. That, that makes sense, you know. Mm. I mean, well, they did not know how to approach it. No. That's true. Which I will say, I will give them some, some grace. Because this traffic circle back home is a, is a two-lane traffic mm. circle. Ah. So it's got two lanes. Oh. One that continues to go through the middle. And tricky. one yeah. on the outside that allow you to take the exits oh. if you want. And so I will admit the first time I took that traffic circle coming out of town, I actually missed my turn. Because I'm used to one-lane traffic circles, you know. You just go around and then take your exit as you need. But it have a lane through the middle of it, did you say? So it had... That's a, just a road. There was two lanes 
going around the circle. Oh. Like, and so like the outside lane was so you could go uh, either out. straight I or gotcha. take an exit, and yes. then the inside lane was just to stay in the circle. I, I thought you were take like, the next exit. You could just keep on a trucking straight. Wow. Well, no, yeah, yeah. I gotcha, gotcha. So it's like two lanes in mm-hmm. uh, actual circle. Well, if people movement. follow, it is technical, but if you follow arrows that are painted on, mm. then you know that is the key. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, observation. Does Wait, so fail. you're saying, Isaac, that drivers should use their eyeballs to drive. Ideally, but it's not very common. I mean, I, I do no. think that that is a rare instance for some people. Because I know, I I know so. around traffic circles, there's, there's a big old yellow sign usually that mm-hmm. is like, hey, there's a circle coming. Right. You know? And typically you're going to be like, physics, I need to maybe mm. maybe just let off the gas skosh. Just a little. Uh, some people <laughs> Some people don't believe in that. Right. Know, they're like, let's, let's you know, gear it down. Let's go. So my traffic pet peeve I think for me personally is the left hand lane oh, is meant strictly oh, for a pass. I can't talk yeah. about this. I mean <laughs> I, I mean I think we're already getting our dander up, so we might as well just full send it. Live it. Is this still a children's show? Or <laughs> I mean okay, yeah. yeah. I mean I <laughs> mm-hmm. children, Not after this children plug your ears. Yeah, plug, plug your ears. Earmuffs. 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 I that bothers me so much. Mm. I mean, I can deal with a lot of stupidity. The world's full of it, mm-hmm. which is another reason why we have started this podcast yeah. to try to remedy mm. the world's stupid. So this is this is again a, a good uh, hood-mounted machine gun. Take right care. Right, right, mm. right. Mm. But I, mm. but I mean, it's such a simple thing: left to pass, right to stay where you are, I and go the like speed that. limit, and then we'll be all we'll be all dandy. I just no. I can't all dandy. Mm. It brings so much anger. To me, especially when people are just oblivious that they're creating a huge line of traffic, mm. mm-hmm. and then what I also hate is it's kind of injunction. There's just a little conjunction here. Was um, when people realize maybe they're in the passing lane going too slow, and then rather than getting over, they just speed up. Mm. Oh, God. Mm. I'm just it. I can't. I have so many problems with traffic. You know what I do? Like mm. when someone wants to play games, I'm like, oh, you want to play games? Oh, yes. And I'm gonna blow their doors off <laughs> every time. That's right. Every time. Go football. If that means mm. taking my little Toyota Corolla yeah. to the limit, mm. which I have, oh, yeah. I have found the limit. You, know, you have to do that sometimes. Sometimes you got to do it. What yeah. sends a message is if you can Dukes of Hazard just jump right over the car, mm. land yes. in front of them. You know, yeah. that really lets yeah. them know that they yeah. need to. They need to move. They really do. I think so. Right. Mm. It, it, it is. Driving uh, is about clearly showing your aggression at all times. I think yeah. the angriest driver wins, really, is what Honestly, it's like a dominance yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to show your dominance. We're just on the all road. baboons yeah. in the jungle. That's right. And we're just throwing stuff at each and other. And who mm-hmm. can show their ass the biggest mm-hmm. is going who to win? Who has mm-hmm. the reddest ass? It's yes. Like you cannot beat me. Nope. You yes. cannot beat me. You cannot beat me. Oh, That's it. why people show their ass. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. Traffic. Traffic. I'm against it. <laughs> this has been Isaac's rant. <laughs> Uh, which kind of turned into bonus segments, bonus segment of rants from everybody, which is yeah. what generally these segments are going to be. It should spark. Yeah. I want to spark a rant roundtable. Right is what I want. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. if you would like to participate in our rants, send us your thoughts and questions yeah. at two Jedi and a Sith at gmail dot com. Yeah. You can send your stance on us on that issue, and we can tell you um, either why we agree or why you are wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So you never know exactly. what you're going to get. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, if you disagree with us, I mean, clearly you're going to be wrong. Yeah. But, but, but this is America. You have every right to be wrong, but we will correct you. Yeah, and I, I want you to use the email account when you send us an email. 
Think of us as that person that's just sitting on the couch, your therapist listening, mm-hmm. offering advice when warranted. Just let it out. Mm-hmm. Let it out. And we will deal with it as we see fit. Right. Yeah. From one fellow empath to another. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Take away, though. Traffic, bad. Yeah. Traffic, bad. Be aggressive. Aggression, good. Aggression, good. And... <laughs> Get out of the way if you drive slow. Yeah. Get out of the left lane, Seriously. brothers. Yep. For our next segment, we have Just a Jawin' with Luke. Here, Luke is going to share news stories, interesting stories, or just good stories that could be funny, make you think, or a little t- little terrifying. Luke? Yeah, so guys, uh, readers, listeners, whatever you're doing, however you are viewing this podcast, uh, I found an article that stimulated my interest in the New York Times. Uh, title is, a uh, family found a hibernating bear under a deck period. They're letting it stay, period. Uh, this uh, definitely piqued my interest. Uh, it was on TikTok. Uh, their house is located in Plainsville, Connecticut. Uh, and this video of a bear has been viewed more than 15 million times on TikTok. Uh, so basically, to give some backstory, uh, this on December 30th, Vinny uh, Dashowitz Dashowitz, uh, interesting name, and his girlfriend were playing with their three-year-old pit bull, Callie, uh, in their backyard when the dog started acting really strangely. Yeah, he was growling uh, toward their outside raised deck, uh, and obviously Mr. Dushowitz, uh was like, wow, Callie is acting very abnormally, uh, and she usually is a very sweet dog, but she's like growling at this porch. Well, that is when uh, Mr. Dushowitz yelled and spotted a bear and couldn't believe it at first. He uh, basically locked eyes with this large black bear underneath their house's elevated deck uh, and was just kind of like nestled in a bunch of leaves under their deck uh, in the middle of Connecticut, which is pretty crazy. Uh, He was stretched out on a, it says here, a bed of leaves and a tarp. Uh, he was totally unfazed by everything, Mr. Dushowitz said. As soon as we saw each other, he didn't move, he didn't react, he was definitely super comfortable. I mean, just thinking about that image of a bear sleeping on a tarp, and then also a bed of leaves, this sounds lovely. Uh, And basically, uh, they didn't know what to do with this black bear, so they ended up Uh, calling the Connecticut Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. And upon reviewing the pictures of the animal, the agency said, quote, it appeared to be a male black bear, and they could have two options. Either they harass the bear with noise or stimulation to get him to flee, or just let him finish hibernating and just leave him alone. Uh, Because black bears apparently don't get up much when they're hibernating, and they just probably use the bathroom on themselves. I don't know how that works. I have lots of questions about how bears hibernate 
end the process about that. But uh, in the video, it I watched it. He was definitely alert, but you could tell he was groggy, and I think his metabolism had slowed to a point where he was just like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, so they say that adult male black bears can weigh over 500 pounds, uh, and that they have started seeing a lot more reports of bears seeking shelter under decks and porches. Uh, says here that their agency gets 10 to 20 reports of bears denning under their porches, uh, and there has never been a negative incident that has occurred as a result of this. I think that that's a, that's a positive thing, mm-hmm. uh, but I would also say it's a 500-pound black bear and never say never. Uh, but uh, basically, uh, Mr. Dushowitz and his family decided that they would leave the bear alone uh, and that he is no longer taking the dog to the backyard um, and is just kind of letting him live there uh, rent-free. So, my thoughts as I'm reading this, okay, that would be crazy to find a black bear nestled under your porch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what are y'all's thoughts on this? I have problems with this. First, I get that housing prices and renting are very expensive. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just move into someone's porch. Mm-hmm. Uh, no you know, just, just say, that bear needs to be paying rent. Mm. And I don't think the family needs to let him get off scot free. Mm. You know, I these, agree. These millennials fair. today, mm. just with their you know free bears, I just I can't. I can't. Um, I will say, uh, a friend of mine recently had something similar happen. But here's where my friend I think did the right thing, mm. and this person didn't. Uh, anytime a dog is barking or spooked, you don't investigate. <laughs> you don't. Like my friend, his dog was running along their fence going wild every day he said barking towards the woods Mm. and my friend rightfully so said I will never investigate that because you know there's a goblin or something or a wendigo out there Mm -hmm. you know this man could have lost his face to a sleeping black bear but you know it was just by the grace of God that he did Mm -hmm. not and I disagree entirely whenever an animal is freaking out you just you go the other way they should have sold their home Mm -hmm. and moved without (laughs) investigating the porch Mm -hmm. wow man's humble opinion Without even looking to see what was under no, that porch. No. So, like, the dog, you know, dog's reaction, list. barking, dog growling was, in the general direction of the porch. I don't know what the dog said, but I'm assuming it was, we need to go. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah, owner yeah. was like, let me investigate this. Yeah. Mm. And as horror movies tell us, investigation leads to death. Mm. So, your reaction would have been, okay, Callie. Just calmly walk around to the front side of the house. Yes. Be like packing stuff up. Yeah. Yep. We're gone. We're backing backing a truck up. Yep. To the opposite side of the bear, and we go, because that that could have been haunted. Mm-hmm. It could have been a monster. Mm-hmm. You know, all I'm saying. Yeah. What do you think, Ethan? So, um, coming from the uh, the southeastern part of the state, um, we do not have bears. So I know if I was in the situation. And I encountered a bear under my porch. Um, I would first be terrified, um, and then I, I certainly would not want to agitate said bear because mm-hmm. uh, you know bears be big and bears have bears. sharp claws. Five hundred pounds, and that's the that's the black bear. And that's a black. Imagine if it's yeah. like a grizzly it's a or right. something. 
So that's right? a whole nother one. What if we had a polar bear? Oh, oh polar bear. Now, one, I'd be like, it's too hot for you, bro. Yeah. Why like, are you here? Right. But, um, so anyway, I, I honestly think, so I definitely would not agitate it. No. To try to get it out of there. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I would, I might do something similar to what this owner did, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of leave it be, start taking my dog out on the front porch mm-hmm. to use the bathroom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of the back porch. We're just going to close off that portion of the yard right. until eternity, if that's how long it takes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But um, also, I like kind of like Isaac's idea, you know, just um, be like, you know what? Never without this house anyway. No. Just it's better where it's at with the bear. Yeah. And just head on out of there. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For unknown reasons. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Other than the dog was losing its mind. As Kenny Rogers says, you got to know when to fold them, mm-hmm. know when to hold them. Exactly. That's right. Know when to walk away, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. know when to run. This is a run situation. And this is yes. a run situation. What yeah. wise man. Like if, you're, if your dog is barking in, in, into anything shadowy, especially. Right. You got to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to go. Yeah. I agree. I'm just saying. And you know, like, the, I was like, okay, let's say you took the route of scaring this bear off. Ooh. They asked her in the interview, uh, New York Times interviewed her, and her response was they told her to beat a loud pan Uh over the porch, like the area of the porch where the bear was sleeping, or or heat up water, like hot water, and pour it on this bear. Oh, no. So, which, okay, to me, seems like... You're just going to anger this bear. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not a bear, but if right. someone were to pour hot water on a <laughs> sleeping me, right. Right. I'm going to chew their face. Like, right? I don't I don't think it's a sauna type situation. No, 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 no. no, no, no. This I is not a relaxing, like, no. No, this, no, 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 no. That's how you get your face eaten. Right. Yes. yes. We right. Try to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was a bear and that happened to me, I would try to find who was responsible who's for dead. that. Mm. And yeah, find who's dead. Yeah. Exactly. I'll go gather up my boys, and then we're going to go. We're going to go into this house. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like a reverse Goldilocks situation. Yes. It's like, you know, we're going to go in. We're not going to eat some porridge. We're going to eat some mm. people. There we're going to posse up mm-hmm. in, up in here. And then we're going to live in that house. That's right. Rent free. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think uh, these people took the smart move by not agitating said bear. You know, I like to think I would yeah. have done the same thing or just ran in fear. Yeah. Well, once you cross that line of looking at, which again, fully against it. Mm-hmm. They did make the, you just let it lie. Yeah. It's like golf, just let it lie. Yeah. You know. Let it lie. Let it lie. Leave it be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you don't mess with black bears. Yeah. So w- w- the campground I used to work at, uh, during certain times of the year, the bears would come and raid all of the trash cans. Mm-hmm. And our policy was uh, to clean up after them. That was it. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't try to stop them, scare them away. You just you cleaned up after them, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of raking of trash off the mountain that year. Mm-hmm. But we are all alive, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. mostly. Mostly. This reminds me of the time I was in Yellowstone uh, in high school. We took a visit out there, uh, first time out there. And uh, for those that have been out to Yellowstone, when you see a car pulled over on the side of the road, typically that means there's something to look at. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, car full of seven of us, we pull over uh, to stop and see what this car's looking at. And it just was one car on the side of this overpass. So we pull in right behind this car, and we're like looking out in the distance like, you know, like where, you know, what are they looking at? What could they possibly be looking at? And then I hear a rustle right below uh, our car, and 
up pops up a mama grizzly uh, four foot away from our car with her two cubs. Oh, no. Uh, and they stand up, and they look like little teddy bears. And I'm like, nope. and my cousin, who is sitting beside me, is like, oh, my gosh, they're so cute. And I'm like, I, I can't help but think, like, this mother mother bear who's, like, like lording over, like, oh. towering over her children oh. is just sitting there, like, looking at us. And I'm like, we are about to get our faces mauled off uh-huh. by a grizzly. Yeah. You know, I always say the only thing worse than a grizzly bear is a mama grizzly bear. Mm. <laughs> so. Well, I would think grizzlies wouldn't so much maul you as mainly like they would hit you and you would become like dandelion spores just drifting oh, on yeah. the wind because you've just ex- basically exploded. Much yeah. like your uh, story in Isaac's Rants mm-hmm. uh, where a pink, a pink mist, a pink mist mm-hmm. uh, in the shiny chipper. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Glistening Glistening. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Bears. There wouldn't be much left. You know? No. 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 Yeah, bears bears are something else. No. We all talking about this these camping trips. Reminded me of a camping trip I took once, one time back home. And so like I said, we don't have uh bears back home. I've never seen a bear and I've been there my whole life. But we took a camping trip one time, uh, with my with my church's youth group. Um, but it was all guys that went on this camping trip and uh one of the guys was real kinda real paranoid and hesitant about like you know being out in the woods outdoors at night you know exposed to the elements and what other creatures may lie out there mm. and so cool. uh, the night before he was like he was like one of the someone else came up actually our pastor came by and he was like was like said mention something about there being you know like bears out in the woods and stuff like that and the other guy was like oh no like there's no bears around here and my pastor was like oh I mean they, they are especially around these parts you know there can be bears so that put the other guy on edge a little bit the whole night, and mm. so, uh, so anyway, thankfully nothing like too crazy, you know, that night. But then I remember the next morning waking up. It was a cool morning, you know. Uh, the sun was rising, still just a little bit light outside, and uh, all of a sudden I hear someone whisper like, "There's this." Okay, at first there was this noise like this animal going, "Whoo, whoo," you know, mm-hmm. like. You know, like what that sounds like. It sounds like an owl. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the guy that was paranoid, he gets up and he's like, We're all laying down in bed still. He just says, Guys, do you hear that? It's a wolf. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and a tree wolf. Saying, oh, God. Who? Who? Yeah, it's a wolf. So anyway, <laughs> our leader, so after he said that, our leader said, He's like, That's an owl, Ethan. Go back to bed. And so, so we all were like dying, laughing in our seat. But I just thought it was so hilarious that he was so paranoid that he mis- mistook a hooing for a wolf. What would have been great is if you all went outside and the trees were just full of wolves and just jumped on you. That would mm. have been, been justification. Mm. Like, like no, he was actually right. Yeah, like it was yeah. the wolves mm-hmm. pretending like to a, be an owl. It's a good twist Ooh. ending. It's a yeah, good yeah, ending. yeah. That's like one of your poems, Isaac. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> could could it make it into a, a you know one of Isaac's rants? Could Tune be. in next wolves, time, possibly. Wolves <laughs> acting as owls. Yeah, I'm very against it. Yeah, this actually reminds me of a phrase that I'm trying to get started. I think it's an Icelandic phrase. It's when you're angry about something. You say you've got me like a bear shot in the ass. And I really want this. I really want this to become common. That so just sounds like something me. from the mountains. That yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> you got me like a bear cornered 
with its ass full of buckshot. Thank you. Well, have yeah. y'all seen the movie The Great Outdoors? Oh, yeah. Man, I, he shoots so many oh, times. Skin right there. Yep. Peels the fur right off. The old 96 or steak. Oh, yes. No. Oh, that's a good one. That's good. That's a big steak. Yeah. Ate the whole thing. Including the gristle. Including the gristle. gristle. Fat and gristle. Gagged it down. But. Wow. Well, this has been a great segment of a John with Luke. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. y'all's input. Thank you for ha- bringing us this story. Yeah. Happy to just jaw with you, Luke. Happy, yes. Happy to just bring jaw. this story to the masses. Good old chin wagon. Yes, good old chin wagon with Luke. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thank you for joining us on our first episode of Two Jedi and a Sith. Follow us, like us, mildly stalk us on Spotify. Again, that's Two Jedi, T-W-O, and a Sith. And with that, I'll say, Luke, walk in beauty, my friend. Ethan, play on playa, and we will see you all next time.